coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Super Mario Word Salad. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going today? It's going really good. Yeah, good. I've been eating a lot of oatmeal recently. Mm, okay. How do uh, you how do you take your oatmeal? Uh, with a little bit of brown sugar, uh-huh. raisins, oh, and a, a like a little bit of milk. Just 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 like a little bit of milk. Yeah, I don't like drown it in there, but you know you gotta like loosen it up. Yeah, I mean, because otherwise you're just eating like dry oats. Well, no, 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 no. Sorry, I cook it with water. It's once I've drink, and then you know, like, yeah. uh, I add the milk, um, to the bowl, so it's kind of like a, uh, I, I don't know. I don't what, do you, what, do you, what do you, what do you, what do you say? I don't know. <laughs> I don't to, know. To the bowl, uh, yeah, as opposed to like in a separate container that you pour into your mouth at the same time. Well, <laughs> right. No, <laughs> no. It, the way I took what you were saying is that like you thought that I boiled my oats in milk. Which is not something I do. Right. You you cannot, of course, this is in the Old Testament, that you cannot boil the oats in the milk of its mother. Well known. Especially if you're trying to keep kosher. Um, that's I have never been an oatmeal guy. Uh, so the whole process is a little bit strange to me. I Most of the time that I encounter oatmeal, it's in those like instant oatmeal packets Mm, mm -hmm. um, that you would get at like a hotel continental breakfast when i'm like those eggs look sketchy i'm gonna try i'm gonna try something see how the other half lives right yeah for (laughs) sure live a little you're Uh, at a spring hill inn that's right or like a comfort inn here's something that's annoying yeah no 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 let's not get into it it's not important (laughs) it's not important you can't set up a conversation topic like here's what's annoying and then not tell me what's annoying you go to a courtyard marriott they're like have breakfast it's free we love you you go to a marriott you're paying more and they're like give give us money for breakfast yeah we're not giving to you for this for free yeah you're right make any sense you're right this is stupid (laughs) here's the thing uh when you are on vacation you are staying in a hotel first of all congratulations you're in 2016 or earlier get a get an airbnb <laughs> but i feel like breakfast should just be part of the hotel experience yeah i think so too you're sleeping there you should have your first meal there and you shouldn't have to worry about it you should just go down and it'll be there it's like yeah being at your parents it's being at a hotel it should be like being at your parents house that's right you don't have to worry about food they've got cable <laughs> Adult movies. That's just like being at your parents. Uh, Mark, we've got some fun things to talk about today mm-hmm. uh, because we have spent the weekend playing Super No New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe and Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story and Bowser Junior's Journey, and we're gonna talk about them today. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do that, we've got two things we need to address. One is that you and I are still on this episode of You've Got Hanks, where we talk about... <laughs> Why did I stumble? <laughs> You've Got Hanks, uh, Rachel Chapman's new podcast, uh, where we talk, or where she 
brings guests on to talk about Tom Hanks movies. We're on the second episode ever. Which means we're in the second movie Tom... We're talking about the second movie Tom Hanks was ever in. Yes. This is a little made-for-TV number called Mazes and Monsters. Mm -hmm. Came out the same year as Splash. (laughs) Believe it or not. Yeah, guess which one of those was Tom Hanks' breakout movie career. Yeah, it wasn't Mazes and Monsters. But Mazes and Monsters is uh, holds a like dubious place in film history for being the movie that peep that like scared parents away from letting their kids play Dungeons and Dragons, uh, because Tom Hanks plays D and D essentially and goes crazy. Uh, stabs a dude in New York, uh, and then like runs to the Twin Towers and like nothing really happens there, right? Yeah, no, I he mean, goes up to the observation. He goes deck. up to the observation deck. But here's the thing: you may have not known is Patrick and I have played Dungeons and Dragons, and we've played it together. That's right. Uh, Rachel did not know this when she no. invited us to go on her <laughs> no. podcast. A pretty safe bet, though, right? Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, so we we ended up on Rachel's podcast on You've Got Hanks. We did a uh, what class or what alignment there was something it was class what like class would you be yeah and uh we took we took there or you took the 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 quiz and i said i bet i know what it's gonna be and, and you I, were right i was right i know mark pretty well and i know how he plays D. so if you find any of that interesting you should check out <laughs> you've got hanks with rachel chapman mark and i are in episode two here's another thing you might find interesting mm-hmm Patrick's copy of Sonic Forces. Oh, like you just like you walk into a crowded bar and there are a bunch of the same old people there. But what's this you see sitting at the corner stool with just a a, a martini? Everyone else is drinking beer. But this this individual is a copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. And you can borrow it. All you got to do is walk up to that fine cartridge and say, here's my address. And then it gets sent to you. You have to you have to say it, but you have to say it into an email addressed to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And then you can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. It's just that easy. Also, really, you go on a list, and then eventually the game goes out to you. I've been mentioning this for a while, but I currently don't know where my copy of Sonic Forces is. I assume it will come home to me someday. It did last time. It did last time, and it was uh, missing for uh, much, much longer than it, it has been since, I, since we've seen it last. Um, so I hold out hope, Mark. It's all we have. All right, let's get into our discussion of the week about these two Mario games with enormous names. Okay, ground rules. Mm. Um, Thank you for laying these out early. We, whenever we talk about new Super Mario Brothers, yes, we'll be talking about new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. We're just right. going to shorten it. And we may shorten it different ways. Oh, yeah. We're not going to follow that rule. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, all that rule is saying is we're not going to call it by its full name. That's right. Who has the time? Uh, I think in my head, I'm just saying new U. I love it. So, New You is what we're going to call this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had pre- I have owned this game on, on Wii U previously. Um, it came with my Wii U. We did an entire episode about this That's right. game. Uh, but not about the part of the conversation that, I'm, <laughs> that uh, I haven't said these exact words already, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Have we recorded this exact episode already? I mean, I, it must go really well. Yeah. we kept doing it, so... Uh, so yes, my copy of this game also had the new Luigi U stuff on it, uh, as well. Um, so I passed on this game. 
Uh, not because I don't like it, but because I already have it and can play it anytime I want. Uh, Mark, however, picked it up. I did pick it up. Uh, and we'll get to that in just a second. I just oh. want to lay the second ground rule. Yes. Which is, uh, we're just going to call Mario and Luigi Bowser Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey just Bowser Inside Story. Uh, yes. And I expect that we will be referring to both uh, Bowser's Inside Story and Bowser Jr. as separate games because they really are separate games with uh, that share a story. Um, but yeah, are otherwise totally separate gaming experiences. Uh, so yes, th- Mark, I agree to these rules. I think these are good ground rules. Okay, so I picked up uh, New You. Uh-huh. New Year. <laughs> New You. And um, yeah, we had played it together before for an episode of the show, and you should go back and check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really spend very much time playing like the core New Super Mario Brothers game. When we talked about it before, that's basically what we played through together mm-hmm. and talked about. And so I was checking out some other aspects of the game, like uh, New Luigi U. Yeah, which is something that I had mostly overlooked uh, in, in my experiences with, with the game in the past. And I think is uh, very frequently just referred to as like uh, just like a, a an add-on or like something else that's neat about a, a pretty good Mario game. Yeah, it wasn't what I expected it to be because so many people like refer to it so casually. I thought it was going to be more like what the challenge mode is yes. in uh, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Oh, darn it. But once you get started, <laughs> you can't yeah, not it's, it's hard. It. It's hard to backpedal on it. Um. And, th- like, the challenge mode is still there, but that's what I was expecting from uh, New Luigi U, and it's not that at all. Right, and it- the, the the challenge mode is super punishing, right? Like, it is get through the, you know, it gives you very specific restrictions on things, and it can be very rewarding to do all of these sort of, like, micro-challenges, but that is n- pointedly not what Super Luigi U is. Yeah, Super Luigi U is, is the same framing device, the same world map as uh, the standard version. But each level is different. And the levels are, like, shorter. They're more challenging. Um, but that that's, like, basically the framework. Yeah. Uh, the, the other big change is that all of the characters have the sort of, like, slippery Luigi physics. So Luigi jumps a little bit higher and skids a little bit more. Um, and that is only true in the Super Luigi U, like, version of this. If you're in the regular game, Luigi controls identically to Mario. In this version of it, you can still play as Nabbit, mm-hmm. and you can still play as Toadette with like the Super Crown upgrade yeah. and stuff. Oh, and, and oh, just one of the Toads as well. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that that's where we spent most of our time. I brought it over on Sunday, and we basically pl- we played through the entire uh, like base story. We didn't do any of the like challenge star road challenges yeah well because for for any of those star road challenges you need to get all of the uh big coins in a world and uh the levels were the worlds were just challenging enough that you and i would have had to put some like real thought into accomplishing it and uh, you know by the end of the afternoon we were not ready for that we did not have the extra brain power (laughs) to uh get to these challenge levels but by the end we were kind of we had found like a rhythm where we're kind of rolling so we Mm -hmm. were uh, routinely getting all three of the big coins yeah levels well and i think part of that is also just like a, a mindset of like 
no, this is something we're going to prioritize and actually do. Um, when you had, when you first came over to my house, you had played like the first two worlds and you were like, I haven't been trying to get the, the coins at all. And then after a couple levels of probably you seeing me like sort of lingering around one of the big coins or being like, yo, I got this one. You're like, okay, fine. Okay, fine, Patrick. We'll play it the way you want to play it. It's a really different experience playing it single player and playing it multiplayer. Totally. Um, so when you're playing single player, you can still choose to be Luigi, a toad, uh, toadette, or nabbit. Mm-hmm. I was originally playing as Luigi, and in Super Luigi U, each level you have you start out with like 99 mario seconds right um, so it starts it starts off with a which is really anxiety inducing yeah. even though the levels are fairly short so 99 seconds if you're at a good clip like is enough time yeah and in the longer worlds like the castles or the airships once you make it to the boss room they give you an extra 100 seconds Right, or sometimes more than that, if it thinks you're going to spend more time on the boss. There was one boss that gave us an extra 250 seconds. Yeah, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know exactly how that's done, because I didn't encounter that when I was playing by myself. I'm sure that is true, but I don't know how much extra they would have given sure, us. Sure, If Because you were playing as Toadette, and when you're playing as Toadette, or I'm assuming Nabbit, you get a hundred a hundred extra seconds. Just so no it's matter more what, like the to, regular, to, to the base time, yeah. Yeah, so it's this more is, like the regular, like, length this is something that i don't think was really uh spelled out for me um for both uh toadette and nabbit the the it actually says when you're selecting these characters that the game is easier uh with um toadette or an easiest with nabbit um so like you know the the, those characters have you know toadette can turn into peachette which has like an extra jump um and can kind of like glide princess style um, and Nabbit just runs through enemies. Um, but there are other things, other ways that the game changes to be easier when those characters are there. The one is this extra time that you get with Toadette. I assume the same is true with Nabbit as well. Um, but also with Toadette, anytime that you hit a block that should have a one-up mushroom in it, a uh, three-up moon appears. Um, and the, the moons don't move around. They stay put. Is that true? Because I feel like I in, think so. I feel like in one of the levels that, like, uh, maybe World Eight level where there was just that like bl- string of moons you could yeah. get that so they when were, like falling off, they but... they they fall off because they don't ju- they don't just like uh like arise out of the question block. They kind of like pop out. Oh sure. So they've got like a little arc to there, but uh, like that's it. They'll they'll do that little jump and then they'll stay put. Ditto the super crown, which is the thing that turns Toadette into Peachette. Um, it you know, flies out of the question block, but then it stays put. It doesn't like roll away like it's an acorn or a it's mushroom. It's a or standard whatever. mushroom. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know if like the same holds true in like the time thing. I don't know if the added time is true for just the standard oh, new U game. Because yeah. I haven't tried it. Um like maybe it's not necessary yeah. because you don't start you with like, like the limited amount anyway. of time. Uh yeah, Super Luigi U was a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, it Like I was saying, it's a very different experience playing by yourself and playing together. Uh, when you're playing together, it's really easy to make, or it's easier to make forward progress. Mm-hmm. Because if one of you dies, as long as the other one like continues even a little bit, you're always moving forward. Whereas when you're playing by yourself, when you're dead, you're dead. And, Lu- and you have to start over. The Super Luigi U levels, they don't have any midway point. Yeah. Like, they don't have a checkpoint. And so... 
the levels are shorter, too short, yeah. but you uh, either like get through it or you don't. Yeah. So, you know, we, we played all the way through Luigi U uh, with two players, which is, I, I feel like that is the ideal way to play this game. It's just enough, especially to people who like, you know, know how to play Mario. Um, that like it's just enough where you can like use each other as you know uh like sort of platforms to reach a little bit higher ground you don't really have to worry about like how the other person is doing um and it's not so chaotic that like it's just a chaos party yeah i don't think it would be very much fun with like three or four people I think it would still be fun i think it's just a different kind of fun you know like if you want to be serious although i i do wonder what it would be like to play this game with four people who are all like super serious about it and like have been playing Mario games their whole lives and are like good at it. That could be fun. That could be fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know uh, what, what, what more do we have to say about Super Mario Brothers, new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe that, uh, that, that we have not already covered? Yeah, I guess I just feel like um, I'm glad it's on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I, think last week i was mentioning how i was just kind of like itching for a uh, 2d platformer that you can get into um the new super mario brothers games i don't know if they're anybody's favorite mario games but uh anytime i like we were talking about this yesterday that it's almost hard to tell them apart in our memories Mm -hmm. um we have both played the three three of the four new super mario brothers games neither of us have played new super mario brothers 2 um but like it is sort of hard for me to remember what is in the Wii version, what's in the 3DS version, um, and you know some of the boss co- encounters that we had yesterday. We were both having played this game already. Both went like, ah, I don't remember this boss fight. Yeah, and I don't know how much of that is like that the platforming of the worlds are unmemorable versus I had just played some of the other Mario games so many times yeah. that they're ingrained in my memory. Um, but for some reason, I'm always like a little bit reluctant when it comes to the new Super Mario Brothers games. They're definitely not the ones that I gravitate towards naturally. But anytime I play them, I have a good time. Yeah. Well, and you you posed this question to me yesterday of like if the art style were different in these games, or like if 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 it was the exact same game but it looked like you know S- Super Mario World, would people like herald it as as a new classic? And I think it's a good question to consider. I don't know. I, I think they, it's possible that, you know, we've all just been burnt out on the sort of uh, vanilla Nintendo, like Mario house style, because um, we see it so much. You know, we see it in every promotional Mario anything. We see it in Super Mario Run. We see it in all the new Mario games. We see it, I mean, like Aces, Mario Tennis Aces is basically that same exact same aesthetic. Um and, you know, the game that we're about to talk about, uh, Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story, same basic aesthetic there, too. So, um, yeah, it, it does make me wonder if just a, a different coat of paint on this game would change its reputation. Okay, should we now uh, shift over to uh, Bowser's Inside Story? Yes. Okay, um, so I had never played the original uh, uh, DS game. Um, and, uh, but I did play the, uh, the recent 3DS release of Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, which also has a Bowser 
It's like Bowser and Minions. I forget what that that one's like second game is. Um, but I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, one of the things that I think is super cool about uh, Bowser's Inside Story, the gimmick is uh, Bowser, uh, you know, it is a, a uh, for the most part, like top-down um, RPG. Uh, Bowser starts by swallowing up Mario and Luigi and a bunch of other stuff in like a fit of vacuum mushroomery. Um, and so the majority of the game, the game takes place in two different places. One is Bowser, like, kind of stomping around the kingdom trying to accomplish things. And the other is Mario and Luigi inside Bowser's body um, trying to, like, activate parts of his, bo- his body that have been uh, deactivated somehow. So, like, his fire breath isn't working, so you have to go to his fire pipes and there's, like, a bug in there and you have to kill the bug. Uh, or, like, he's, he's trying to pull an island towards him uh, with, like, a rope and you have to stimulate his muscles. So, like, you go to his arm and, like... You hit it with hammers, um, which which is all really cool. But the thing that I think is super neat about uh, the Mario and Luigi portions of this game uh, is that it, instead of being like a top down like perspective on like an RPG overworld, it's uh, side scrolling, um, and so you're doing platforming while you're exploring these sort of RPG spaces. It's a little bit like the uh, Super Paper Mario on Wii. Um, and uh yeah it's it's been it's it's been very fun in that regard and uh it's correct me if i'm wrong but isn't it also like the battle system is a little bit like paper mario as well where it's about like uh pressing buttons in time to actions yeah so i mean that that's sort of a a staple of the mario and luigi series um that you all of the that all of the uh attacks do have sort of like either timed uh things where you can like get a, a second hit or uh you know where you push the button at the right time when like they're pulling their hammer back that they deal a little more damage um or you know sometimes it'll be like uh, it's a fireball thing so you just like jam on the button as fast as you can but uh what the mario and luigi series does is that one of the buttons is uh connected to mario and another button is connected to luigi so like you if you try to push the uh mario button when it's luigi's turn you'll see Mario jump. But like you're you're not actually selecting the the things that you want to make Luigi do. You have to use his button for it. Which also means that when you're being attacked uh, and you want to do like a, a special time defense, you have to make sure that you're doing it for the right character. Um however the buttons are so close to each other, you can just push them both <laughs> at the same time with your big man thumbs and it it's uh you know works every time that way. So Bowser Junior's journey, yes, is like mechanically. Is it very similar to, um, the Bowser's Bowser's minions? Minions. So I believe so. I did not spend much time with Bowser's minions, uh, in the first in the first iteration of these. Um, but I have spent a lot more time with uh Bowser Junior's journey. Um, and I think part of that is I'm enjoying the story of it, or just like. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with it. I'm enjoying the story of it. Um, but the the way the gameplay works is that uh, y- there are three types of enemy or three types of units, right? There it, there are flyers, there are ranged attackers, and there are melee fighters, and they have a sort of like rock paper scissors where you know the ranged uh, the ranged are uh, more uh, they're strong against 
the flyers, the flyers strong against the melee, melee strong against the ranged. Um, and so before you go into every battle, you can see what your opponent's army is made up of. And so you just sort of uh, choose a formation of your available units that fit, you know, that, that, that will do, that will be advent, it's an advantageous like lineup is what you're trying to do. Um, and so a lot of that is based around just like the rock, paper, scissors of it all. But then, you know, each character has individual levels. And then there are just like specific little things that you even need to go into the character descriptions to find out. So like the, I, I you know, I've got um, uh, Koopas that, you know, when I go into the description, it says like, they know the Parabides weakness. So like, oh, okay, great. I'm going up against Parabides. I can put these guys in there and they'll do a little bit better. Or they'll warn you like, uh, look out that Mecha Koopa is not effective against mechanically inclined enemies. Um, so it's just a lot of like unit management. Uh, and once you get into the battles themselves, they mostly run themselves. You, you watch me do one of these um, that like you uh, get to do just like, you know, Bowser Jr. has a few little commands that he can do. And you can, again, help them with like the time special moves. But for the most part, the battles play themselves. Are there lots of different uh, like uh, enemy and troop type? Uh, it's hard to say at this point. It, it, there, there's a there's a, f- a fair amount. Um, you know, every uh, every couple fights, it tells me that like, oh, now I can recruit this many. Um, and there's you know, I can recruit like seventy or eighty or something characters in, into my party right now, which is uh, exciting. That's a lot. Um, and when you uh, start the game, you start to collect the Koopa kids as people who can be in your party, um, which is awesome. I love the Koopa kids. Uh, and I'm at a point in the game now where most of them have abandoned me because Bowser Jr. is a little turd and no one wants to spend any time with him. Uh, one of the things that I love about this game is that it is reinforcing Bowser Jr. is bad and the Koopa kids are better than he is. Um, but it's, uh, I, I, I'll just uh, address the story here a little bit. Um, you know, Bowser Jr. is trying to do something to, to impress his dad. Um, and like, that's it. That's like his sole motivation. And, you know, he's a, a petulant little turd. Um, and the Koopa kids are all like, we, it's their attitude towards him is so funny. Cause they're like, they don't, they don't know what, to, all they know is that they have to like take his crap. Um, and like, they're all smarter than he is and they're all more capable than he is. But like, he's Bowser Jr. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, so it's just it's just fun to have uh, all of the characters that are interacting with each other being the Koopa kids. Uh, you know, there's a Kamek in there too, and you know some other uh, characters dropped in. Um, but it's mostly these characters that you know you and I we ranked them before, and uh, I you know, remember at the time being like, uh, you know, I I know him from Super Mario Brothers three, or like his hair is stupid or whatever. Um, but it, it's cool to see them like actually characterized in this game it seems like a pretty like meaty addition to the package but also something like you could do while watching tv totally totally something you could do while watching tv i'm a little bit surprised that these uh bowser and bowser jr like extra journeys aren't that they don't take this formula and put it into a mobile game um because i think it would be perfect for it uh, you could do most of it via touch. In fact, there are a lot of times where it won't let me uh, do touch. Like, most of the game is playable just by using the touch screen. But every now and then, it's like, it makes me push a button. And I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, I wonder yeah. what uh, Bowser Jr.'s waifus would be in order to make it a compelling oh, sure. uh, I mobile mean, I, game. I guess that that is the part of it. Who is Bowser Jr.'s waifu? Uh, email us. <laughs> Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Gmail. And uh, let us know. I, I, it is... Maybe this is why it's not a um, actually like a, a separate experience or a mobile game is that it runs through the exact same uh, like the the events of Bowser's Inside Story are obviously happening in parallel with Bowser Jr.'s like uh, Lion journey. King one and a half. Yeah, just like Lion King one and a half. Uh, thank you. Uh, and just like I assume was the case in uh, the Superstar Saga, um, w- which is is cool that they're like taking. You know, so much of what's fun about an an RPG is the the story of it, and to be like, oh, here's another thing that's also happening in the story. Man, I used to fantasize about that sort of thing, like when I was playing Final Fantasy VI as a kid. Like, oh man, if I just had a little bit more of anything that was happening in in the course of this story, my head would have exploded. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm very happy to to have it here. Anything else need be said about uh, either of these games? I don't think so. I feel like uh, they're both seem to be solid experiences, but you kind of know what you're getting into at this point with both of them. Yeah, well, and I think they do both, you know, have the just advantage of being more convenient versions of both of these games. Um, you know, the Wii U, you, you can't take that gamepad more than like 10 feet away from your console or it's going to disconnect. The Switch, you can play that bad boy anywhere. You may not even have a Wii U. You may not even, hey, if you are like most people, you don't even have a Wii U. <laughs> um, I, I will say that spending some time with my 3DS uh, over the weekend reminded me again. And every time I like play a game on it, I'm reminded that I, I like the machine. Um, but I wonder... As we like contemplate the future of the the Switch and like what Nintendo's gonna do after having had like two different like arms of their uh you know gaming the having both the handheld and mobile or sorry, handheld on console for so long. Um, I wonder if we aren't going to see a like new version of the Switch that is more in line with the 3DS. Um just thinking about the number of second screen experiences, like two screen experiences that Nintendo has developed over the last decade plus, um, it it's going to be weird to see all of that orphaned on old hardware. It's three different systems that have, you know, the DS, the 3DS, and the Wii U all like were revolved around two screens. And, you know, if the 3DS goes away, then all of those second screens go away. Yeah, I feel like Nintendo isn't too uh, sentimental sometimes. Yeah. Like I, I think that I think personally, like, uh there is a lot to be said for these like two screen experiences. Like the Nintendo three DS and the Nintendo DS are some of the best systems yeah. and best system libraries ever. And for that reason I would love to see a future iteration of them, whatever that may look like. But also like I wonder if Nintendo's plan isn't the Switch and mobile. Yeah, like that, you know, becomes the two arms of the company, um, in a way that, uh, you know, like the Game Boy went away when the Nintendo DS took off. Yeah, and I, I think that that is a, a a very real possibility. It just and and you're right that Nintendo is frequently non sentimental about these things, which is why you know like games can be, uh, you know, sort of trapped on like older hardware, and they're just like, well, 
either we get back to that or we don't. Um, but it's just interesting that we have already seen, uh, you know, three different platforms using the 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 two screen, uh, have that two screen functionality. And then if we're just looking to, into a future that doesn't have that anymore, it uh, it feels limiting in a lot of ways. A lot of games that like will will have to be like massively reworked in order to uh, even uh, appear on anything. Uh, so get your uh, Bowser Jr.'s journey while you can. All right, Mark, let's close out this discussion. I would be interested in knowing if anyone else picked up either of these games uh, over the weekend and what your experiences are with them. You can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Uh, and also, you know, let me know if you think the two screens should all just go away forever and be dead and done. And I don't know what I'm talking about. Mark, I don't know what I'm talking about. Patrick, I think you know you. Oh, thanks, Mark. That's very sweet. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, and Apple Podcasts. All of that helps us out tremendously. Um, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. Our Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8bitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers, not knowing what he's talking about, saying thanks for listening. Campfire.